Hello and welcome. And what is the best time for your business immigration? What's the best time to start your business immigration journey? We will delve into this question. Thanks for joining. Stay tuned. Just a quick reminder before we start. Please know that whatever you hear in these live sessions or any content you see on social media by Savi Rob's law firm is general information only and not legal advice. While we may use certain real-life scenarios or legal cases for learning purposes, it is important to remember that this does not constitute a legal opinion. For personalized legal advice, please consult with your lawyer or hire a Canadian immigration lawyer. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, and we will start with news pieces, two from our Sobirov's law firm news piece and two from external sources. Number one, Food in Canada magazine has published a great article about Vaughn. So, yes, this, this word is, is spelled and pronounced as Vaughn. It's, it's a, a city uh, north of Toronto, and it's a food processing hub, the food hub of Ontario and probably North America. And many people are asking about food processing, food-related businesses, and after the pandemic, Canada and other countries want to secure their food supply and want to keep it near to the shores of, of the country. So it's, 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 um, it's a piece by Vaughan Economic Development Office. I suggest that you read. For those who are in the food sector, I suggest that you read this piece to get a sense of what's happening in Ontario, what's happening in Vaughan, and what's happening in the food industry. And if you need guidance, contact us. And uh, these are, this is a good piece. That's why I selected this one for you today. The next piece is about tech. If you're looking for, for tech hubs, this business facilities uh, publication has published several tech hubs in North America. Number one being Ontario, where ethical AI, biotech, and fintech innovation is booming. And this is where you want to be if you are in the tech sector. And of course, there are other locations, but we are very prejudiced. And Ontario is, is a tech hub of North America. You should consider it uh, seriously. All the links we will be publishing underneath this video in the description section. Now, the pieces about us, the news pieces. First and foremost, we launched over the weekend our new updated website, Go and check it out. Give us your feedback. Of course, it's in beta mode. We will be updating and tweaking a little bit as we go. But this is a fresh look of Sobirov's Law Firm website. And we will be making more and more content for your benefit. Second piece of news, we are ho hosting a webinar in, co in collaboration with Canadian Business Councils in Abu Dhabi and Dubai and Northern Emirates. It will be an online webinar. You can join us. The topic of the webinar is how to expand your business from the UAE to Canada. And it will be on October 15th, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Dubai time, Emirates time, and 9 a.m. Eastern time in Toronto. It will be business immigration webinar, and I will be uh, privileged to host this webinar and share our insights with you, especially those who are coming from the UAE. Okay, now... We will start our presentation. Get your questions ready. Uh, today's topic, I will remind how to start and when to start your business immigration journey. We'll delve into that question. Are you constantly on the move? Managing your business, 
and looking for a convenient way to stay informed about expanding your business to Canada? Look no further. Introducing Speaking of Canada, the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things related to Canadian business immigration, delivering the latest news and valuable tips and captivating interviews, no matter how busy your schedule gets. Speaking of Canada has got you covered. It's great to have you all. Thank you for joining and tell us where you're joining us from. It's very interesting for us uh, where our audience comes from and send us your questions, whether during the live session or uh, outside of the live session. Today's question uh, is the best time to start your business immigration. Many of our potential clients and members of our audience ask this question, when should I start my first step? And I will I will be very honest with you, there's always great time to start immigrating to Canada, but let me delve into this question more uh, in, in more detail. So the most common situation that we deal with is a business owner realizes that he needs to relocate to Canada. There's a need to relocate to Canada for many, many reasons, objective or, or subjective reasons, and they, they contact us. There's also a situation where a foreign entrepreneur hears about Canada quite recently because he's been doing business in other parts of the world, maybe Asia, maybe Middle East or Eastern Europe, and he wants to do business here in Canada. So he has a new desire and he's at that threshold where he needs to know more. And is it the right time or no? And another situation that we commonly deal with is a foreign business owner has grown his or her business in their home country. They're very aware about the world markets, very sophisticated businesses and 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 doing business uh, They've been doing businesses in many countries and now they're not doing business in Canada and Canada become very popular and, you know, on their radar now and it seems to be a good next destination. So bringing the business to the next level in, in a way. Okay, and uh, uh, we, will be, we will be talking about uh, these situations, trying to delve into those and... Let's see. So I will try to use less legal words, just simple, simple questions and answers. The most common question that I receive, when is the best time, like in terms of seasons or in terms of time of the year to, to start your journey? I would say there is no seasonality in Canada, Canadian business immigration, but there are certain points in time during the year that we need to be more uh, aware. Now, November 1st announcements, usually, it's uh, the first week of November, November 1st, the Immigration Canada, the Minister of Immigration, will announce the plans for the next three years. So you can give a, they will give you a big picture. How many immigrants are, will be accepted, permanent residents, and what category, and so on, so we can pivot if necessary or adjust uh, our, our expectations for the time to come, let's say one or two years, because business immigration is not necessarily a fast process. It takes time depending on the, on the, uh, on the program that you apply. It's a good indicator of what's the plan for Canada. So November 1st, stay tuned, there will be some announcements. Second is beginning of the year and end of the year. The th things start up quite uh, obviously after the New Year's holidays 
and end with an annual immigration plan. Whether we reach the immigration plan or not, internally, sometimes Immigration Canada speeds up certain things, makes uh, some changes. Recently, we, we've experienced this in June with respect to startup visa and so on. So towards the end of the year, there will be some adjustments. So you, you may want to keep an eye on that or your lawyers needs to, uh, lawyer needs to keep an eye. The beginning of the year, although it starts slow, but the volume of permanent residency tends to be quite active. People make New Year's resolutions. They're pumped up and they want to move forward with their immigration. So beginning of the year and end of the year are, are the time that we uh, constantly monitor. Sometimes, and Canadian government is pretty good in giving a heads up in, in terms of changes to the program, in terms of the pausing of the program or reviving the program and so on. A good example is the Quebec Investor Program, which will be possibly revived in, uh, in, in 2024. So a heads up is always necessary and government gives certain time in advance, but not always, okay? We, you, there are sporadic changes too. There's no consistency in that, but sometimes, in most cases, we have a, a period of time that we can adjust to, to new realities, okay? So governments usually gives heads up before upcoming changes. This is all I know in terms of, let's say, time frame and seasonality, if there is any season in immigration. So also from the immigration side and from the applicant side, timing when it comes to time, is, it's a very personal matter. Here are a few examples that we witnessed. Self-employed uh, entrepreneurs or uh, self-employed professionals they need to organize their affairs in their home countries because they need to attend to something. They need to maybe uh, sell the business and get ready and do all the necessary paperwork because in the home country, there are procedures they have to follow. Okay? There are certain commitments they need to make and they need to complete before moving forward. So timing-wise, I suggest that you give yourself a leeway of at least six months trying to make your, your things organized in your home country. For example, entre, uh, entrepreneur's life, and I've witnessed in many countries, include, including Turkey, China, Eastern Europe, Ukraine, Russia, uh, and Iran, there are things that can be beyond your control. And as in entrepreneur's life, anything can be possible and anything is unpredictable and so on. Things can change dramatically for your benefit or against your benefits. National currencies may fall uh, because I've seen a scenario where the Turkish lira got, you know, devaluated against US dollars and things have changed dramatically for Turkish business owners, for example. And uh, governments may be overthrown, things can change very rapidly and it's not in your hands. Laws may change, not only in your home country, but in Canada too. So we will keep you informed about Canadian changes, Canadian uh, legislation uh, updates. But sometimes your internal regulations in your home country may change and you have to adjust your timing accordingly. But I would say avoid reactive mode, plan ahead. That's why the lawyers are here to give you the uh, more predictable plan and, and help you to plan your next step. Therefore, it is wise to make 
continue small steps. Take, make, it's, it's a journey. It's not a one-time deal. The business immigration is a journey even before coming to Canada or after arriving in Canada. There is a journey to continue. There's, a, there's no one-shot one deal, okay? So travel to other countries. Sometimes traveling helps and widens your perspective. Many of my clients, they go to China or they go to other exhibitions. They realize there is new business potential. And plus, they improve their travel history. When they improve their travel history, let's say they go to Europe, to the United States, in other countries, Australia, they find opportunities plus improve their travel history. When they apply to Canadian temporary visas, for example, work permits, visitor visas, and so on, they have a solid travel plan. I have never, I have seen very few business owners who came to Canada, but before coming to Canada, they didn't travel. They usually travel a lot. And I suggest also traveling to Canada on a temporary basis seeing it for yourself because no matter how much i explain to you online but when you come and explore the canadian provinces locations and realities it helps you a lot plus in addition to that some programs they require you to do exploratory visits for example provincial nominee program entrepreneur streams so there's no harm in traveling before making a big step forward but of course if you cannot travel there are certain uh, let's say hurdles or difficulties that you, you are not able to travel in advance, but that's okay. Then we will explain that and it's okay too. Preferably, we want to see you first in Canada, realize that this is the market you want to do business in or certain challenges, do your exploration and then move forward. Another time-sensitive, sometimes relevant prepar preparation as to when to start your business immigration is when you have liquidity. I've seen many business owners who have a lot of assets around the world and perhaps in their own countries, but the cash is not in their accounts. Their assets are quite sizable, but they don't have the liquidity. So prepare yourself in, in terms of timing. When you have liquidity, then it's more realistic to move forward because in the middle of the way, I don't want to be in a situation for my and my clients to be in a situation where it's time to invest or bring uh, money into Canadian uh, business and you don't have liquidity. That's, that's not what we want. So you must have some liquidity and ready cash for immigration. Immigration, business immigration or otherwise requires certain amount of investment. You may try to sell some assets those that you don't need, or get loans or credits against those assets. Uh, you need to show the source of funds and the history of funds. There are uh, certain questions that you need to respond during business immigration process that where did this money come from? A sudden increase in your bank account could be viewed as suspicious. And you need to explain, okay, I sold this asset, but here's the money that I put and now I want to move forward with my business immigration to Canada. It requires explanation. I would prefer, and usually we, do, we don't have any problem with that, is a history of, at of that cash, of that liquid funds, of at least four to six months. That's what we want to see. And of course, a running business in terms of, for example, intra-company transfers, 
a running business in your home country, making sales, selling goods and services, and their, their history should be there. Another aspect that you really need to focus on, and I know many business owners of uh, respected ages, they've graduated their schools or universities long time ago, and they don't have their documents, educational documents or work-related workbooks or so on, proving their experience and qualifications. They need to obtain those documents in advance because if, if your university in uh, 20 years ago, you graduated a university and that university is no longer there, you need to do certain legwork to find the documents, to, to have your documents or transcripts or diplomas, whatnot, you need to have them ready. Because when it comes to prove your qualifications and experience related to what you want to do to Canada, those documents will be handy. Getting your language test results is also important. If you want to pursue permanent residency and you want to prove that you have necessary language skills to do business in English-speaking or French-speaking communities in Canada, you need language skills. And this is the best way to prove your language and skills in terms of interacting with people, interacting with Canadian consumers and whatnot. So getting your results, ILTS, English language test, or TEF, French language test, is it takes some time, some preparation perhaps, and uh, it doesn't matter whether you are, you know, in terms of permanent residence immigration, it doesn't matter whether you are a US citizen or a British citizen or Australian, you will have to go for permanent residency purpose, you will have to go through language test anyways. And they are valid for about two years and you can, you can have them you know, once and, and use them for your purposes. Sometimes uh, we have problems with proving certain work experience. Uh, in many countries, there's a document called workbook, a logbook or something like that, where you, you, you show that you've grown from this position to another position and you've been doing certain um, activities and responsibilities, that's, that proves your work experience. And reference letters, sometimes from your clients, sometimes from your previous employment, and so on, that needs to be pre prepared, and you need to uh, give it to your lawyer in order to make your case stronger and with less risk. Um, and also... I've, I've dealt and my team has dealt with many uh, situations where people want to get the result in one month, immediately, you know, immediate gratification. This is not the right approach. So a small progress, a small preparatory step toward Canada is a better option rather than trying to come up with a solution in, 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 in one week or so. Regardless of the, what's going on around you, geopolitics, world economy, and whatnot, those who are constantly moving forward, I've seen those, and we've seen many times, those who do constant progress, even small ones, small steps, they're always winning, and they are successful. Uh, Canadian business immigration programs will not disappear immediately, or Canada will not shut down the country or you know demolish all the immigration programs, they will be here, they will be present and you need to focus on your progress, don't rush, uh, you know, Canada is, has always been open for immigrants. It's always great to start your immigration journey, 
very personal question. If you're ready psychologically, financially, and all the document-wise, that's the best time to start your business immigration. Of course, you need guidance. Maybe I've seen a client recently who consulted with us three years ago. And now he's, he says, yes, I am ready to move forward. And so political leaders, there are many people asking me about India, Canada, diplomatic crisis right now. Political leaders come and go. They are not constant. They will change. So business people are pre always present. They are agile and they are adaptive. So forget about the political statements. Do your thing. Prepare your business. Prepare yourself and move forward. It, uh, it's, it's not... Yes, there are crises at the moment. Crises around the world. It doesn't, it doesn't have to stop you from your progress and the progress of your future in Canada. Solid advice and regular monitoring of legislation and laws is highly advisable because while we say things are more or less constant in Canada and in your home country, things may change and we recognize that, we acknowledge that. But we adapt and pivot and adjust our immigration strategy accordingly. So you need a solid advice and you have any questions, we are here to help. If you need an honest advice in business immigration without no attach, strings attached, talk to us. We've been doing it for more than 10 years. Social media is our best way to communicate. Go to our website, send us an email, comment under the, underneath this video, and send us your questions. Now, we will switch to Q&A session. Let's get your questions ready. We'll be back soon. To stay updated on all things related to Canadian business immigration, check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest news and updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell to stay informed about the most recent immigration news, interviews with top immigration specialists, and our weekly live shows. Visit our website at www.sabiravs.com for more information or to book a consultation with our team of experts. We're back and we're back with your questions. So uh, shoot me your questions. I'll do my best to answer them right away. If I reserve the question, we will come back to your uh, comment or question if you leave your question as a comment underneath this video. I promise we'll get back to you. Okay, uh, Care One Medimart is asking the following question. What's the impact of current issues between Canada and India in the working of IRCC? There is a... Well, there are 41 Canadian diplomats who were kicked out of India. We recognize them. They were spread across the region to Singapore, Malaysia, and whatnot. However, IRCC is, is working as usual. The processing center in Chandigarh in India is, is working as usual. We are getting results for our Indian clients. So when I say, said political statements are temporary, they are reaction to what's happening between the countries. And they, you know, I, I, I've studied political science and... I've, I've seen so many situations where two countries are ready to go uh, ballistic in terms of relationship, but the business continues. Businesses there, Indian businesses are, are doing business in Canada. Canadian 
businesses, a few of them are doing business in, in Canada, in, in India, so vice versa. I don't, I haven't felt in our practice, we have not felt any negative consequence or effect of this crisis. To, to be honest, it doesn't affect, it doesn't relate to my clients. My clients are not political leaders or members of parliament or whatnot. My clients are entrepreneurs who are re resilient, who have been through many, many changes, through many prime ministers before, and they are resilient. I, I encourage them to, to not to be distracted in a, for a moment with this crisis. Just continue to what you're doing the best. Do your business. Work on your prosperity, on your case, and move forward. Uh, these, are, these are the statements that make a lot of vibe and uh, virality on social media. Oh, India did this, or Canada did this, and so on. These are good for clicks and likes. And I, 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 we are not here to pursue clicks and likes. We are here to help foreign entrepreneurs to move forward with their business plans and their probably life project of moving to Canada, relocating to Canada. My personal view on this is, especially during crisis, when people double down on their efforts and move forward, those are the winners at the end of the day. Uh, let's talk about this in six months from now. Every, everything will be forgotten, I'm sure. Next one, hello from Turkey. Hello uh, to Turkey. Which province is the best and easy pathway for business immigration? I would say, the, I will divide into two pieces. Uh, your question is, is an excellent question. But the best is the one that suits you the best, okay? We were in PEI, Prince Edward Island, last week, and we will, we will uh, announce our video about PEI. We went there, we saw which industries are developed, where's the market in PEI, and so on. We talked to agriculture businesses and, and uh, potato exporters and, and other entrepreneurs. If you are in that kind of sector, agriculture and IT, maybe bioscience and so on, PEI could be a best uh, position for you, a best location. But if you are in different sector, let's say artificial intelligence, AI, and so on, you could be in Montreal, in Toronto, Ontario, as I mentioned in the news piece, or in Vancouver, Alberta. So the best is when you find your best location. Okay, that's the best province. Easiest, I would never use the word easy when, when it comes to immigration. Why? Because immigration is a complex matter, especially business immigration, requires a lot of preparatory work, a lot of execution of the plan, and then moving forward with permanent residence or other long-term objectives. So I would never use the word easy when it comes to immigration. I would use the word, am I prepared? What's the best preparation for business immigration? What's the best avenue to pursue? So while your question is great, I, I cannot say that this province is better than other province because I don't know much about your goals, uh, about your objectives, about your current circumstances, what you're trying to achieve in, in business immigration or in Canada overall. So this is very, very tailored response. But I, as I said, a, a solid advice, talk to lawyers and uh, maybe those who are doing business in your sector in Canada already, those are the best sources of information for you. 
Um, next one is um, Mocht Faris Mocht is uh, asking the following question. Hello from uh, Malaysia. Hello to Malaysia. My family and I applied recently but was rejected. Only watching the video for further knowledge or information. We are a family of six from Malaysia. Both me and my wife were USA graduates, okay? World Education, uh, World Education Services certified and recent ILTS is 7.5. That's great. We do online business, craft, arts, and supplies. That's great. Uh, and now the question is, we'd, we'd love to move to Canada and grow our business there, but our application was rejected due to business plan on second year on second year onward was not detailed enough. So sad. Okay. I think Mocht Faris Mocht, you need to look into your business plan. That's already you know. And please also look into our videos. Watch the videos where we discuss the importance of business plan for your business immigration success. If you want to talk to us, let's talk and discuss. And of course, obtain all the information from the embassy that rejected you. Get the file and analyze what are the shortcomings. Uh, and for the next preparate, uh, for the next application, you would have solid uh, and bulletproof application. We've done it, and I would not hide some of our clients get rejected, but we appeal that or ask for reconsideration or reapplication. And in the second try or even third try, we get the result. And there are many stories that we shared on, on our website at sobirovs.com and on our YouTube channel. Go and read to them one of the, the record number of uh, refusals that happened for our client before he, he became, she became our client. She was refused 13 times, I think, in the US, two times in Canada, and then she become, became our client we worked on her file and on our first try, we got the result. So don't be discouraged, okay? Business immigration or immigration as a, as a whole is prone to rejections. That's the reality. Those who say guaranteed results or I will never get rejected are lying. Things, this is the reality of immigration. Things get rejected unreasonably or reasonably. It depends. And in your case, it seems like your business plan was not you know, uh, prepared well. But again, we need to look into the file, what was submitted, how it was submitted, what were the preparatory work and the business. If your business is doing good in terms of sales and, and you want to expand to Canada, we probably can help you. Let's talk and discuss what can be done or cannot be done in your situation. Next uh, is Rhonda Bahrain, Baran. Uh, do, how do you treat with how do you treat with meeting the deadlines on a sale agreement and the uncertain time frame for completing the immigration process? I think this your question relates to the sale agreement of the business that you want to. Can you please clarify because uh, what's the deadline of sale agreement? Usually, I, I will assume here because if you are buying a business and there is a sale agreement between the Canadian seller and the foreign buyer, the deadlines, of course, has to, they have to be adhered to. But there's always, there's always subject to negotiation, right? You may say, due to this, we need to extend the deadline. But do it in advance. Do advance warning. Because 
if the deadlines are too tight and you made a deposit for the sale agreement and the agreement will not be closed or uh, signed before the, the deadline, then you probably will lose money. But again, I'm not 100% sure of what the sale agreement is about. If you clarify, I will go into more details, okay? Uh, next question, we, we do have a few questions. S. Rao is asking the question, when your client's application get reje gets rejected, do you charge extra for an application for reconsideration or second application? No, we do not charge. Our policy is that first and foremost, we don't want to get rejected, okay? We do our best to select the client, the right client for the right program, and do the right application, solid application. But in a very unlikely situation of rejection, because we are so committed and we did our due diligence in advance, it's, we think it's not fair to charge the client for the second time or the third time. In our, in our arrangement with the client and agreement, clients should give us two times trial uh, to, to reverse the, the, the rejection to make it a positive decision. We try to reconsider, and I, I, we have a video about that. We will try to ask for reconsideration. We will try to uh, do a reapplication, brand new, based on the maybe shortcomings or mistakes. And we don't charge for the second or third try uh, because we, we do, it, do advanced work in, uh, before selecting the client, okay? Next one, Umar Bakhtiorov is asking, how many employer can, uh, can we transfer on ICT program and can transfer step by step, let's say one employer first month and second employer after six months? Yes, that's possible. There are certain categories of employer, employees that you can transfer from your home country to Canada, to your Canadian operations. And there's no limitation in terms of number. But as long as you can justify why that person is moving from your home country to, to work in your Canadian operations, you can do multiple, multiple employee transfers. Uh, and it doesn't have to be one after the other. Everything depends on how many people you need to, uh, to start your Canadian office or Canadian branch and why they are needed. You need to justify those. Okay. Uh, Atobaltele Akinyemi is asking the question. I'm sorry if I pronounce your names incorrectly. I apologize in advance. What is the minimum amount to start a business in Canada? That's a very good question. And there are two types of business immigration programs, uh, federal business immigration programs and provincial business immigration programs. For federal business immigration programs, we don't have a, a limit or require, minimum required investment amount in the law. The, it should be reasonable and viable business plan and your finances should be reasonable to do that business in Canada. Depends. If you're consulting business, probably less money. If you're in construction business, probably more money is needed. But on the flip side, uh, on the provincial, provincial business immigration programs, there are certain minimums, a minimum of net worth and minimum of investment amount. As far as I know, the lowest across Canada is rural immigration entrepreneur programs in Alberta, 100,000. And there are certain places where uh, inter international graduate entrepreneur programs, 
those who graduated from universities in Canada, they can do immigration to rural communities through business immigration. It goes as low as 50,000 Canadian. But let me be clear. When you put minimum amounts for your investment project in Canada, for your business immigration, the chances become minimum too. Okay? Minimum amounts give you minimum chance. So you need to be realistic. Don't go just with a check mark. Okay, minimum, let's say I'm imagining now $100,000. Okay, minimum $100,000 will give you minimum chance of success. So go beyond those minimums to make your solid case. And of course, be realistic. That's talking about provincial business immigration programs. I will repeat, federal business immigration programs, they go with the reasonableness. Even Canadian government for has clarified with respect to C-11 significant benefit applications, they will not necessarily look into the amount of money. They will look into the impact, positive impact, hopefully, of your business to that location. So I wouldn't go with minimum amounts, first of all. I would go to as much as possible and as realistic as possible. And of course, focus on your the, the impact of your business to Canadian local economy. Uh, maybe you create more jobs. Maybe you create more opportunities. That's, that's the, your uh, basically selling point to Canadian government. Um, another question is, do you expect the processing time for uh, startup visa program to enhance soon? And if I travel during the processing time to Canada under a work permit, well, valid for one year, is it guaranteed to have it renewed next year? Two questions. Um, with respect to startup visa processing time, the last time I checked, it was still 37 months. That's three years plus one month. That's insane, to be honest. Uh, in a startup world, waiting for three years, it's un un uh, unrealistic, to be honest. So. I don't expect this to be, and I, and I published my article about my expectations and uh, what needs to be changed in this startup visa program. I think it will not go down. That's the bad news. Second is the guarantee of renewal of your work permit when you come to Canada. There's no guarantee. Those who give you guarantee are wrong and probably lying. Uh, no guarantees whatsoever in terms of business immigration or any immigration application. The only thing that you can increase your chances of being having a, the work permit renewed is to do progress on your startup. When you come to Canada, you are expected to work on your startup, to move the needle forward and say, okay, I did this, this is my progress, this is my achievement, I, I, I took this step and that step. And I need now more time while I'm waiting for my PR under startup visa program. I need my work permit to be extended. So that should be justified. There's no guarantee. It should be uh, an application and government will consider that application. And the more you prepare, the more justifications you offer, the better are the chances of renewal. Okay. And I think that's it for now. If I can... I'm looking at the screen. I think that's it. Great questions. Great discussion. Thank you very much for your participation. And we will see you next week. Hopefully, we'll bring you our piece from PEI, Prince Edward Island, where we traveled last week. 
Great province, great insights, and we will discuss that together. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you.